It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Will Kane. I'm Dana Perino, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, October 16th, 2023. I'm Eben Brown. Ten days following a horrific terrorist incursion into Israeli villages, Israel continues its bombardment of Hamas in the Gaza Strip as other Islamist groups attempt to attack the Jewish state on other fronts. I would say hope is not a method. We are watching very carefully what's going on. And indeed, we see the the hands of Iran behind this. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Ten days ago, the state of Israel endured the worst attack by one of its long-standing Islamist enemies, the Gaza-based terror syndicate known as Hamas, though more specifically the group's military wing called the Izadin al-Qassam Brigades. And that's prompted a fighting response by Israel's military, the IDF, now under orders to finally remove the Hamas threat. And in that time, the pictures show Gaza's urban neighborhoods turned to rubble, and the operation isn't over. Israeli officials say they will act carefully for the sake of civilians. There are about two million residents of the Gaza Strip, but they are motivated to finish the job. But we are now at the end here in Israel of day 10 of this war that began by Hamas's brutal butchering of babies, women, men in their homes. Uh, and the abduction of uh, 199 innocent people. Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner of the Israel Defense Force speaks to us from Tel Aviv. And indeed, when they opened the war, when they began the war, uh, Israel has responded in kind, and, and the government has instructed the IDF to engage and destroy Hamas, its capabilities, its leadership, its institutions, and of course, hunt down the terrorists that conducted this brutal massacre against our people. Um, when we fight Hamas, we realize they have a very strong uh, capability and they've amassed a huge amount of rockets and missiles against Israel. So it's no surprise that even day 10, they still have the ability to launch rockets uh, towards Tel Aviv. And indeed, that is just what's happened in the last few minutes as we were just coming online. Um, but that won't deter us from our mission, which is to destroy them. And I, I'm very confident, Evan, that, that that they will pay the price for this war. They opened the war. We will win it. You know, there is absolutely no way we can live under the threat of Hamas. We are unwilling for them to hold or yield this sword of um, of terror and destruction above our heads. And we will remove them. They will not. At the end of this, um, it will all, uh, you know, it will all be back to normal. We will restore security to the people of Israel. They deserve to live in peace, um, and so do the people of Gaza. The, the people of Gaza are paying a very, very heavy price for the poor leadership of uh, their of the Gaza Strip. Hamas has let them down, as miserably let them down, in a way which is, you know, they are sacrificing them and they have no regard for any human life. 
Let's talk for a moment about the people in Gaza. There, uh, the IDF announced, I believe it was just yesterday, that uh, a corridor would be allowed uh, open and not uh, uh, would not be harmed or touched by IDF fire. Uh, this is the main route, I believe, between the north end of Gaza to the southern end of Gaza uh, for, uh, I guess, it's a few hours every day. Uh, that's a that's a big concession, it seems like. Um, what what led to that decision making and and what should we expect or what do you what do you expect or hope uh, will happen for that opportunity for uh, for those Gazan civilians to uh, to have that capability? So, well, we are a professional military. We obviously operate according to the laws of the armed conflict in the principles of distinction of military necessity and uh, proportionality. So when we identify the city of Hamas, parts of northern Hamas, uh, city of Gaza, sorry, and parts of northern Gaza as the hub and the beating heart of the uh, machinery of terrorism that Hamas has orchestrated. Um, We don't want to hurt the people of Gaza because they are not, quite simply, they're not our enemy. Uh, Hamas is our enemy. The organization that orchestrated the butchering of babies in their bedrooms is the enemy, and I would say they are the enemy of all decent people, um, Israelis and Palestinians alike. And and our intention is to remove them and destroy their capabilities. So I would say, yeah, we are operating in a way that distinguishes between um, terrorists and uh, non-combatants. We're operating, we sent people, you know, we insisted, and uh, now for four days, a plan of evacuation, giving times where people can move freely from north to south. Indeed, it's not pleasant, absolutely not pleasant, but it wasn't pleasant for all those families that were massacred and butchered in their homes. It wasn't pleasant for the 199 people that have been have been abducted and are now being held by Hamas in Gaza. Uh, and so, yes, there is unpleasantry in warfare. And it is, of course, of course, of concern. But the alternative is uh, unacceptable to the people of Israel. It's unacceptable for anybody that wants to be on the right side of history. And there will be unfortunate circumstances and, and, and repercussions due to war. Uh, the difference between us and Hamas is, you know, we safeguard, we we elevate the the the, the cost, the, the the huge cost of lives in conflict um all of the people from the gaza from the communities around the gaza strip some 98 percent of the people that live there have now been removed from those communities to safety um we do not seek to target or harm civilians unlike hamas they intentionally put civilians in harm's way you you just mentioned the number of 199 hostages that number is uh, higher than what it was reported just uh, a day or so ago. Uh, let, let's talk about or please discuss the delicate aspects of trying to locate them, rescue them. Uh, we're under the impression that Hamas has recruited other groups of similar mind that they perhaps maybe don't necessarily often get along with Palestinian Islamic Jihad uh, to uh, hold on to these uh, uh, hostages or to uh, uh, to do other things with them, uh, we, we're not sure. But please talk about how intricately delicate and dangerous it is to try to find them and retrieve them. So they are the top of our priority list, obviously. Uh, the well-being of them, the safe return of them, 
home. You know, they've abducted women and men at the age of 85. And so they've abducted women and children with their, with their kids. Um, you know, who does that? Who, who, what type of people, human beings would do that? Um, so we are very concerned of their well-being. And I would say we expect and we, you know, we hold Hamas accountable for their well-being. Um, so there are obviously, and their presence does influence the operational issues on the ground as we continue to strike and destroy Hamas and their capabilities. But I, I think we need to be very respectful to their families who are uh, in it. I can't imagine where how they are feeling at these you know terrible the last ten, ten days how what they've endured as 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 families torn to pieces with these stories of, of tragic abduction and the images and the, and the videos that the Palestinian uh, uh, Hamas terrorists actually videoed themselves and broadcasted them online. And, and so when we look at what, what's going on, I would say we need to be very cautious about everything we say about those that have been abducted. I don't want anything that I say to disrupt any efforts to bring them home. Um, and so I say, let's just leave it at that. We are getting an operational update from Israeli Defense Force Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner on the ongoing war against Hamas. On the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition, we'll have more straight ahead. Well, then let's talk about the areas in northern Israel. It was reported earlier today that, uh, and it was citing uh, a tweet, I believe, from the Lebanese army itself, that they discovered and are dismantling a, a battery of, uh, of missile launchers that are allegedly uh, Hezbollah's. Um, that seems, without getting too much into politics, we know Israel and Lebanon don't have a great relationship to begin with, but the, the, the army of the state of Lebanon it, it seems to be almost providing an assist here. That, I imagine you would welcome that, but what does that say? Is, is, is that I, I don't want to read too deep into it, but but why would they help Hezbollah? Or excuse me, why would they? I don't, I don't want to say help Israel, but why would they at least work against Hezbollah at this point? So over the last week, we've seen an increase in attacks by Hezbollah at Israel. Um, uh, several anti-tank guided missiles fired yesterday against forces and against civilians, even causing death. Um, and, and our message is very clear to Lebanon. You are a sovereign state. You have responsibility. Watch what we are doing now to Hamas, how we are destroying their capability to rule, to govern, and to perpetrate terrorism against us. So I think maybe, I, I wasn't aware of this incident, but, but what you're describing, maybe it resonates with the people who are in charge in Lebanon. Um, but I wouldn't put too much, we don't, you know, obviously don't lay our defense in the hands of the Lebanese army. Um, we have recruited some 300,000 reservists uh, from uh, to the military, many of those indeed posted today on the border with Gaza, but uh, also many of them on the border with Lebanon, on the frontier facing Hezbollah in the anticipation that there could be an escalation with uh, Hezbollah. So I would say hope is not a method. We are watching very carefully what's going on. And indeed, we see the the hands of Iran behind this instructing Hezbollah over the last few days to try and escalate the situation in order to try and challenge us. Uh, we are a strong military. We are poised and prepared on the frontier, on the border. And 
you know, hopefully it won't get there. But as I said, hope is not a method. Well, let, let's bring this even further. You mentioned Iran's hand in all of this. Uh, Ismail Hanaliya was uh, also seen in, in meeting with Iranian officials. Um, and there's the concern of a wider conflict regionally and even beyond something that might even involve, say, Russia or China or the United States. Uh, at what point does this end? You know, what, at what point does the IDF say we've gone we've gone far enough? We've accomplished our objectives here. We can we can now say we're done. Or is that not set in stone? What what does that look like for uh, uh, for you for and for the Israeli government? So the government has said that we need to dismantle Hamas so that they no longer exist as a governing authority, as a terrorist organization that utilizes the tools of government to establish, build, equip a terrorist army that has its own special forces unit, that has its own drone and aerial array units, that has its uh, rocket uh, uh, units, that has um, uh, a police force that governs and, and so on. So the government, the directive by the government today is to destroy all of Hamas's capabilities. I would say that is our end goal currently. And I would say that any alternative uh, reality after this would be better than the current or, uh, reality or the reality of the before the 7th of October. Um, because Hamas, what they had done is they when they breached our border and penetrated into Israel, what they did was break the rules of the games that the, the game that existed. And what we're saying now by targeting Hamas in its entirety is we're inventing a new game for the neighborhood of Israel and the Gaza Strip. Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner of the Israel Defense Forces, a, uh, a reservist uh, who uh, spent many years as a spokesperson and went into private life. And now we've seen you in, in your uniform again. Thank you so much for being with us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you, and Have a good day. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.